gents out there. What's good, people? It is Reg. It's Stone. And it's the remote hour. We're in our respective hovels, hiding out, away from the sun, away from this beautiful weather, bringing you this podcast. It could be out there frolicking, dancing, living the daytime, nighttime party, but we're here talking to you about music because we need to feed the streets. Bro, I had to cut my happy hour short. <laughs> For the people. For the, For the people. people. We have to go out there, give them what they wanted. Ooh. But I don't know. It's, 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 been, it's been a quite an interesting week as far as music is concerned. There's a lot of salt in the air. You know, we had the one, the one bastion of positive hip-hop, DJ Khaled, <laughs> has now turned. <laughs> but it was always fake woke anyway. It was always that word snide kind of like, you know, I, I, I could be positive because I'm, 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 I'm swagging on you hoes type bullshit. Hotep, he's a little hotel, yeah. you know. Well, definitely, yeah. definitely, hotel, yeah, yeah, definitely, but, but, definitely. Uh, anyway, to give a little background, you know, there was a you know, there were two albums that dropped about I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago. It was, um, of course, it was infamous two Igor, two weeks ago, it was two weeks yeah. ago, yeah. Um, it was Tyler the Creator's Igor, and it was DJ Khaled's whatever he calls his overstuffed mixtapes, I don't know, volume 18, whatever it was called. <laughs> But uh, anyway, for the DJ Khaled, you know, usually he comes out, number one, strictly based on the fact he's got everybody who's popping, who could possibly be popping, making music on his albums. You know, this album had like Cardi B, Lil Wayne was here again, I believe. Who who, who was uh, on this? this like 21 DJ Savage, Sa- yeah. uh, SZA was on it. Like, you know, he always brings out the like the people, the people show yeah. up for his albums. Yeah, and I feel like it's also cheating because it also brings up the algorithm. <laughs> it's like whatever related tangent, you know, it's just like all crazy footnotes. It's like, you remember back in the days we have a website and you put all those weird hashtags? His, he's just basically literally just hashtag. Like, if you like your Cardi B, if you like your Nicki Minaj, if you like your Ty Dolla Sign, here's a DJ Khaled track for you. But anyway, so he dropped this opus of basically, you know, lazy producing and it went against, you know, Tyler Creator, Igor, who's a popular person, but we could definitely say, you know, not necessarily a man known for his mainstream hits. And unfortunately for DJ Khaled, you know, the number one, number two albums didn't land the way they were supposed to. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I guess Khaled went to Instagram and started throwing shade at Cal, uh, at, at Igor, at, at Tyler, the creator, but then deleted the post. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but the internet remem- remembers the internet it, 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 it will always remember <laughs> he should know his lesson by he's the king of the internet too he should know this <laughs> so like some dude took a screenshot of like the 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 instagram story or whatever because he knew he knew like this is going to be gold and saved the screenshot and posted it up on, on twitter uh, and now it's it's I guess breaking, not really breaking, but now it's being revealed that that uh, Khaled is going to sue Billboard because he nice. didn't get the number one spot, <laughs> <laughs> which is I, it's just petty. It's 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 it's. But I do have to say, and I, you know, I guess what happened was Khaled had a promotion with some energy drink, you know, because Khaled oh, he has like. He's basically a fucking NASCAR, right? Like, <laughs> his album just is all product placement. Like, I don't even think Khaled is like a real person. He's just an algorithm. <laughs> He's a CGI created advertising character. <laughs> he, it's like a deep fake 
you know, <laughs> like character. But like, so apparently he did some type of um, like promotion with some energy drink, which they, they're not even throwing out the brand of the energy energy drink. Like they just said energy drink. And if you buy this energy drink, you get a copy of the album. And essentially he said he sold 100,000 physical albums or whatever or downloads with this energy drink promotion that weren't counted with Billboard. So I guess in theory he has a point here. And I think that's kind of getting overlooked. I kind of quasi-defended Khaled in a few circles and got uh, some shade thrown. But, you know, if you... (laughs) It's not like like bundle promotions are a new thing, you know. This is Absolutely. this is yeah. this is this is what uh, you know um, Travis Scott did uh, last year. Like that was a whole thing where Travis Scott was like, "Oh, if you buy a ticket to my show, um, you know, you'll get an album," and that's what put him over Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj is salty, so it's not like this is like a new new thing. Um, oh, I guess no. like yeah, even Prince years ago. I remember he Prince, had was, yeah. I, yeah, he was giving a record away in the UK where I forget it was like if you put it in his newspaper, you actually got a copy of a Prince record. And that's yeah. how he gamed it over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it's it's not a new thing. And and I think uh I guess like the biggest thing here is they're saying that there's some number fudging, which that's not a new thing either, but <laughs> Oh, you know, infamous. I remember these these to be like after the fact, a lot of the like the the current like old school hip hop guys who are in Def Jams talk about, you know, thousands and thousands of record boxes showing up mysteriously at the office, you know, after an album's went number one, you know. Oh, of course. Hint, hint, like, wink, wink. Like, 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 you know, your street team goes out to Best Buy and buys all of the copies of the album, you know, with the label credit card. Like, th- those yeah. are things that happened in real life, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, like, if there's, if, if for some reason there's a technicality with this, like, bundle deal, then maybe Khaled has, like, you know, a leg to stand on. And that's all I was arguing. But, you know, like the, the, the media narrative is already out there. And the thing that sucks is he just looks like he's salty. Right. Like, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like what is the number one album to DJ Khaled? Like it's, he's DJ Khaled. Like he's, he's good. You know, like, like what, what's the whole point of getting this number one album? Um, it, it, you know, it's, it's very, it's, yeah. It's very Gen X. It's something I can't even say millennial. Is it something where it's like who's like you said who's looking for number one albums? What who's out there like oh my god I've got the number one album in this era? Like like if to me if I was a young let's say in DJ Khaled I'd be I'd care more about making sure I got four or five tracks on Rap Caviar <laughs> than like let's say a number one album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no, definitely, so it's, definitely, it's, and, and yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's the weird. number one album means nothing. Yeah, and it, and it's like it's and 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 like I said, it's something where like, all right, so cool, you have it. What does that mean? And I know he's a little bitter and this and that, but you know, you doth protest too much. He's somebody where you know he's known for positivity. He's known for bringing everything up. He's got this weird brand of like, I guess, almost prosperity gospel, loving everybody, everybody's cool. And for him to kind of show this dark side, you know, like if the New York Post is writing about you, basically going up to your office having a hissy fit, it's not a good look, my dude. You know, swing billboard for what is effectively, you know, nobody really cares. It's not like by him getting a number one album is going to get him more money in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? It'd be one thing if that was the case. 
it's it's all bullshit and it's all basically ego and it's kind of weird to kind of see him implode where this is supposedly the guy who has no ego who's telling you to go do this and do that and you know be humble and and push forward and hard work whining about some an arbitrary you know system that nobody's really cared about since napster came you know what i'm saying yeah it's, it, it, you know and that's the thing too it's like 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 Somebody of DJ Khaled's ilk, I feel should you know, I feel like the number one song in the summer is more of a, a better metric for him. It's a better, absolutely, it's a better KPI, as the people at work say. You know, oh, it, it, that's <laughs> da, da, da. you know, like like you know, I, I feel like having the number one album. It's just, I mean, it, it means nothing in this in this day and age, and it definitely means nothing for what DJ Khaled does, which is a, just a collection of random ass songs. You know. Um, so, I mean, I feel like he should be lucky at this point in his career that he's getting number two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know? Oh, God. Yeah. And it's, it's something where he's somebody, and, and particularly with that paradigm where, all right, I kind of get you have all these blockbuster, like, you know, hip hop acts on this record and yada, yada, yada. And it's something, you know, it's, it's been from back in the days, like fuck master flex. We would have his mixtapes, you know, this idea of this crazy posse, high powered cut. It's, it's been around for hip hop for a minute, but in 2019, you know, your big songs are like, you know, you know, old town road, you know, these, yeah. these weird singular hits, you know, future just kind of being more futury Drake being emo. This, uh, this idea of where you would make this huge party jam, you know, in kind of the traditional ways, it's not necessarily true anymore. Like, nobody's really like, oh, my, like, you know, not to be funny, it's nobody's really looking for, because I remember when like Black Presidents was a big hit, you know, it's like, oh, Jay Z and Nas on the same track. Like, if Cardi B and Nicki Minaj hopped on the same track, I'd give it a listen, but I'm not going to run home and, you know, run for it, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm not really interested in seeing how, like, you know, like Two Chains, you know, word plays of like, let's say, like, you know, I mean, I know they've had songs together, but like Drake, there's nothing, this idea of having all these rappers in the studio doesn't really have that same kind of oomph, particularly since everything's all MP3s. It's not hard for me to get, you know, 2 chains, <laughs> you know, Drake, Lil Wayne, you know, obviously it's hard to kind of get them to put their vocals on, but it's not that same kind of vibe of where, you know, everybody's in the studio doing this high powered record. DJ Khaled is probably get some beats together, you know, make some couple of phone calls to some managers, files get passed around for a couple of months, and eventually he looks at his hard drive, says I have these tracks, and that's it. Ships him off to being, basically being, you know, mastered and mixed. That's it. So, I, like, it's it's a weird, it's it's definitely a weird hill for him to dry, die on, particularly somebody like that, where his whole brand is to bring people together where he's mad at Tyler. Like, like normally I feel like this would be an opportunity for him to have Tyler hop on one of his tracks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. <laughs> he was it, smart. It, exactly, exactly. And I think, too, you know, like, one of the things that, that's very interesting about this culture right now, like, like, you know, even when you look at something like Old Town Road, that song is about depression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I don't think yes. anybody wants to acknowledge. It's, a, it's about the fact that, you know, Lil Nas X wrote that when he was depressed and, like, it's about him running away from his problems, basically. Like, this is kind of what sells right now. And, you know, it, it, I understand his frustration because, you know, again, like, DJ Khaled's a party DJ. He's about all about being in Miami with, like, you know, like, like your, you know, Chris, not Chris Al, but your champagne and, and, like, your bottle service and you're at, you know, on South Beach. Like, 
that's what he's promoting as a brand. But, you know, now, you know, look, nobody can afford to go to Miami anymore. You know, like, like people are worried about their jobs. They're worried about, like, paying their rent, <laughs> worried about the student loans. And, you know, that's unfortunately where the culture is. And the culture is buying into, you know, not only, like, the Tyler, but also, like, the Billy Eilish album is still, like, I think beat DJ Khaled again this week. You know, like, like they're buying, they're bought into this depressing shit. And it's just, I don't know, it's a result of our culture. And I feel like there's ways that you can work with that and play with it. You can still make it hype. Like, Old Time Road is a hype-ass song. It's also depressing. You know, and I think, yeah. like, as DJ Khaled is so a so-called, like, you know, curator, influencer, selector, like, just, you know, embrace it. Embrace all of this stuff. Like, you know, again, like, you have the power to get remixes done, and you have the power to get remixes greenlit. You have the power to, like, work for these artists. Like, embrace all this shit, and just, you know, you're going you're gonna to level up. Yeah, no, so. and, 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 yeah, and it, like I said, it's, it, and it, it's, I feel like his, like, it's weird. It's because him coming in number two, no, or like, again, I could not, and this is somebody where I was a music, music obsessive, like, years ago, you know, decades ago. I was looking into the charts, and I was like, oh, how did this record do? Like, I, I was kind of personally invested. But, like, now... You could have told me, I could have named you the top 10 albums right now, you know, unless it's like Drake is out, <laughs> unless it's those easy, like, all right, obviously Drake Rock dropped an album of Radiohead, but it's like, I couldn't have no any idea. Nobody would have known either. Nobody knew who the number one album was going to be, except basically people in the industry. Yeah. And for Khaled to have such a hissy fit where it's bled outside of the industry, where they're making fun of him on Twitter, you know, it's, it's in the New York Post. It's just like, what are you doing, dog? Like, it's, it's, it's an arbitrarily thing. Like, he needs to kind of put... You know, calm the ego down and let's move on. And it's, it's like, even then, it's he's winning. It's like, I'm pretty sure, like, Tyler would happily would rather be where DJ Khaled is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's somebody where his career is kind of set. You know, he could just kind of sit there and, you know, show up, you know, and kind of just, you know, do his whole, like, DJ Khaled tour shtick where he just brings a whole bunch of B-level rappers with him and makes <laughs> all this money. So it's just like, I just don't see what the problem is except for ego, which is kind of like, I guess... But like, dog, you don't even rap. Like, what do you? What are you mad at? Like, you're <laughs> like, Bro, if it yeah. was some shit where it's like, all right, my my my, uh, my hip hop honor is on the line. It's like nobody really cares, you know. And it's not like you have the number twenty album in the country, right? Like, you have the number two album in the country. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> I mean, and you tell people to celebrate your wins, man. This is a win, fam. Just yeah. just take the win. Take no, the win. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, in, in sadder news from Mr. DJ Khaled, um, rest in peace, Bushwick Bill, uh, member of the Ghetto Boys. Probably it's it's weird. It's it's something where definitely influential group, probably the first down south group to make kind of noise in the way it did. Um, you know, it's it's I, if I remember them from back in the days, it was like the late 80s, early 90s, where, you know, it was kind of like this hardcore, harder than NWA record that was produced by Rick Rubin, where it was just like, you know, this like this mystique around it. And it's it is kind of weird where, you know, since then, you know, Scarface was definitely, you know, became one of the best rappers of all time. You know, it's it's something where where hip hop was very regional. Where if you weren't New York and L.A. doing something, like very early on in the culture, they were kind of holding it down for this weird section of the South. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's actually kind of interesting too, just because like, you know, like like 
first off, like like Ghetto Boys, they don't get the and you know the the credit that they deserve. Um, but also like Bushwick Bill is somebody who, you know, she's three foot eight, right? And I remember when like uh, I always kind of thought he was kind of like the the you know almost like Flavor Flav in a, in a lot of ways. You know, he was just kind of like the comic relief, and they kind of played that up. I remember in um, you know Flat Fat Five Freddy posted a video um, and uh, on Yo Yo MTV Raps, and basically it's like he was holding a Chucky doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yeah i remember that yeah and they kind of played up this kind of you know like he's like somebody with short stature so they kind of play up like the childlike whatever and i'm sure that's like you know some marketing gimmick from the label but the dude actually number one could spit and the dude actually puts put in like the work you know and i think like Unfortunately, I feel like it's kind of like taking him like passing away for people to kind of like really remember the fact that like, you know, for the most part, until you saw him on TV, you didn't know he was like three foot eight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's something where like you're right. It's the idea of where even though it could have easily been a punchline, it it was dead serious. Like it's something and he would kind of make much of it in his raps, just like any other rapper, the way you talk about yourself. But it was never it was something where it could have easily been a distraction. But it definitely wasn't. It's something where he was Bushwick's Bill was seen as hardcore. Like I still remember, like yeah. the "We Can't Be Stopped" album cover, where it's just there him basically after he got shot in the face by his girl, you know, getting wheeled to the hospital. So it's like it's something where, like you know, it could have easily been a cartoon, but because of the way the Ghetto Boys kind of represent, like put themselves out there, they were always crazy respected. It was never like you know, it, it, they were OGs, and it's. And it's interesting to kind of see, and it, you know, it's it's like a lot of groups. Like you know, they started fighting, groups fell away. Scarface kind of pulled the, uh, you know ahead, but that little period of time, it was cool to kind of see this rap group that was kind of also seen as dangerous. And what yeah. I liked about like them, as opposed to NWA. I feel like NWA was, they were dangerous, but in a weird way, because it was like, well, here's these rappers and, you know, talk about fuck the police. But what I thought was interesting was when I heard NWA, even as a New York kid, that was just like, you know, like, like kind of like what Chuck D says, the CNN of the streets. That didn't really seem any different for me than, let's say, a Schoolie D or let's say a, a, a Boogie Down Productions. Just like, this is just people talking about like street shit. What I liked about Ghetto Boys was, you know, for good or for bad, that hardcore angle, they kind of pushed the, the dark evilness kind of thing to the paradigm where you could even see that years later with Eminem, years later with like 3-6 Mafia, this like yeah. almost horror theme kind of thing. So it's like, like not only did they kind of represent, they kind of made this lane, which has kind of stayed influential since, you know what I'm saying? Like it's oh, crazy yeah. how you have this, yeah, you have this line of like this, these Southern rappers doing this very scary demonic shit, which kind of leads into 3-6, kind of leads into now where the SoundCloud rappers, where it kind of like they paved this weird lane where if they weren't kind of delving in this really dark, like horror subject matter, you know, they, they were the first to kind of do it. And it's kind of cool that, it happened in a place where you wouldn't expect. Like, while New York and L.A. are there, you know, battling for supremacy, you know, it kind of let this weirdness kind of gestate and it kind of be influential. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I, and I think, too, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it, like, Kettle Boys, like, like, scared me back in the day. Because, like, they, it felt like they were about that shit. <laughs> it felt like... Oh, you know, they were... They were signed on the same label as Slayer. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and like I said, it's kind of cool. It's like, it's, it's something where, you know, and I want to use this the word art, but there was something where they kind of took this imagery and, you know, I remember the Takedo Boys album and how it was underground and it was banned and it was very subversive. It was very like Marilyn Manson. It was very like this darkness that was there and it was done by dudes that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Like you, who thought that would have came out from like the South of all places. Of and course. So that's why, and, and, and like I said, and, and to, to change and morphosize into, you know, you know, my mind's playing trick on me is, is like one of the big hip hop singles of the nineties. Yeah. Know? So they've crossed over at the same time. And you've got somebody like Scarface, who like like even today is seen as one of the best rappers of all time. So it's weird to have this like seminal, important hip hop group that we kind of like we love, but we don't really love. It's just like you'll never see like a Ghetto Boys tribute set. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. older, maybe maybe you will. Maybe it's just not New York shit. Maybe, but yeah. You know, but, but it's kind of weird to have this like very clearly influential group kind of fall to the wayside, you know, and kind of barely remembered just because you know. I don't know if it's because before, you know, places that weren't in New York and L.A. weren't popping yet. Yeah, yeah. And the the the, the, the sad thing about, like, uh, Bishop Bill, it's like, you know, it'll, it'll, you know, I, I'm not particularly sure what, like, health issues there were, if it was preventable, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's health issues. And, you know, I think it's also a reminder to us, to, <laughs> you know, as we get older to, to really, like, check up on our health because uh, that's just real. Yeah, no, so. I think it, it was. I think it was like stage four cancer. Like it's yeah. kind of fucked up. Whereas like out of nowhere, you know, it, and it's something, and it, and I think the bigger picture also is everybody's really young. Like you know, yeah. if if, if it's, you know if the Rolling Stones are still out there, you know, doing calisthenics and touring, it's kind of fucked up that all these like literally '90s hip hop heroes, black music heroes. Are like kind of dropping. It's kind of you know, and but you know that's America. That's that's yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah. Fife, Bushwick, like you know, the the health issues are are, are crazy. It's crazy, yeah, man. You. So, yeah. R.I.P. As usual, rest in peace. You know, innovator, trailblazer, and you know, one of the realists ever do it. Rest in peace, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what else is there. I guess I guess we could talk about Mister the the patron saint of all fuckboys. <laughs> <laughs> The soundtrack, if your man is out there cheating, guarantee you there's a future song playing in the background. <laughs> Every time a man steps out on his wife, a new future song appears in the hard drive somewhere. But uh, they're discussing, you know, Save Me, his latest EP, which is different for future because he just usually drops like five albums per year. Yeah, and then, well, uh, this is the second album this year. Second album this year, and, and I yeah. guess it's the idea is because the other album I feel like was almost twenty songs. I think they were calling it a double album at one time. So I guess this kind of adds up to it. So if you take these two, it's like you have, I guess you know, three maybe. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, save me, which is uh, I guess feature on his more. I mean, it's kind of hard to say this, but I guess his emo wave, perhaps you could say. I mean, he was doing a lot of emo impressions, a lot of like Fallout Boy, a lot of uh, you know, little Uzi Vert impressions uh yeah no this is definitely his i i, I don't know if his mo- if if it's mo- his most emo album but he literally you know i i thought he was going to get like you know the blue hair and shit because <laughs> i mean i i felt i felt for the dude i wanted to get i want to get future a hug like i i feel like he needs a hug right now but i i you know what it is i think i think the way we'll know it's be a new future album is gonna be dope or not is to, you have to keep track of like Ciara and Russell's like like Facebook feed, 
Because when he was like pissed off, like you know, a couple of weeks ago, we should have known that it was gonna be a fire ass emo future album. Like whenever he's, you know, whenever he's taking those comments a little bit too seriously and he's making those little side comments, we know it's gonna be fire. But uh, but I mean, but, no. I, I, but but what you all right? What are you gonna do? You you fucked the shit up, right? Anyway, but continue. But that's the, continue. But that's the beauty of it. I guess is the idea of what goes back to the patriotism of fuckboyism. It's like even though I fucked this up, you know. Even though it's my fault, I still blame you. You're not, I'm still in the back. Of, I just, I just can't let it go. I just can't. Like it's because it's been like I feel like we're going on five years plus now, dog. Like this is not like yeah. <laughs> this is. You just need therapy, man. Let's you know just get to therapy. Go out there, talk. You know, maybe may, just you just get over it, man. But you know, I guess as long as it doesn't get over it, we'll have pretty solid future projects. Hence, now we have Save Me, another another cry for fuckboy help. In the future camp, <laughs> but uh, I mean, here's the thing. So I, I think even though we're kind of you know throwing some darts at him, what I love about Feature is it's weird because he's got this specific lane of like you know it's either like you know you know self medicating self medicating because of hardships, either as it's like your regular I you know trap shit, but he also has this weird thing where he's got a lot of just weird songs Feature. Whereas autotune is just at 5,000. The beats are just wobbly. You could barely hear what he's saying, but it's not mumble rap. It's just, it's just weird. And yeah. so it's over time, even though he's kind of known for this kind of fuckboyism, he's really kind of, and I guess kind of hard to say it without like laughing, but it's true. He's kind of, he's kind of multi-talented. Like he's, he's in these corners, in this weird trap autotune corner, he has a lot of weird lanes where like Kanye said Uzi Vert. So it's not hard for him to go Uzi Vert, but at the same time, like he is Uzi Vert. Like he's laid the, the, the modern groundwork for SoundCloud trap rap is future. Full stop. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And, and I, I, you know, I didn't want, you know, I kind of was joking saying like, you know, he's Uzi Vert. But, you know, I, I, I think like he was able to kind of maybe capture some of that, um, that wave so that, that. You know, and I, I do feel like feature, feature was kind of the beginning of that wave, but now it's kind of full circle where he's able to capture that Uzi Vert, the XXX wave. But he, he made it his own. It's still a feature album. You know, it's still like, to me, it has a lot of the elements that make future, future. Yeah, um, so but the, he was the, able the to. ratio stayed high. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, like, like Xanax Damage was like. Again, that that that's kind of to me like a Uzi song, but uh, but he made it his own. He, he carved his lane out out uh, for that song, and you know I I I do have to say like this is a very unique album. It's a very much um, it, it's such a combination of different things and just like the vibe and the production and just like the way that he he kind of. Um, combines all these things together. Um, I think uh, maybe it was a like, government official or one of these songs where um, the producer got on Genius and was talking about the fact that they left a lot of like, you know, like there's one track where he like, he was coughing in the middle because he took like a big, a big puff <laughs> and he started coughing. But like, um, but he actually like, they, they left a lot of those kind of like things in, you know, they left a lot of those kind of like um, you know, like outtakes in the album um, because they thought like it created a, a better vibe. You know, they thought it, it created something that that's a bit more, um, 
you know, it's just like it, it's a bit bit more in the moment. It's not like you know polished. It's not like something where you know they have like all these like people mastering and producing it. It's like it felt like more of him just trying to like work out his shit. And I really yeah. appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Like you know, because this he, he could have tried to make another mask off. He could have tried to make like a summer banger, and he's like, no, I'm I'm willing to make the shit that I want to make. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's definitely there's there are no bangers here. Like it's a dark album. Like, no like, bangers. I mean, yeah, like I, I'd say maybe the biggest standout is probably like Shotgun, and yeah. just only because it's a straight it's it's this straight sad R and B song <laughs> who feature on it, and it's like I'm and I don't even talk about like R and B like let's say your your Tanache where it's upbeat dancey stuff. No, it's yeah. a sad ass breakup R and B song. You know, like like it's it's. And I even have a homegirl of mine where she was just like, what is this album? It's like, I was, you know, in, in the summer of your Making These Stallions, in the summer of your, you know, your Cardi B with, with her press song, in your summer of City Girls, Future does a complete 180. Although I guess maybe that's what it is. It's the idea you've got all this female empowerment, happen, empowerment happening, you know, all these strong female rappers, you know, of course it'd be Future to go back <laughs> deep in this emo zone. Like, you know, because you got to figure, like, if your girl is out there, if she's out there being strong, independent, making those dollars flow, you know, talking to these dudes, you know, what is her dude doing at home on Instagram, looking at her like sadly, crying. And that and that's the Future album. <laughs> it, it, it brings balance to the force. If, if you've got all this female empowerment happening, all the fuckboys are at home sad, and thus the new Future album. Yeah, and it's actually kind of interesting too because like, you have a song like Saint Lucia where it's just kind of like that's kind of a your traditional like I get all the girls, I'm like banging all these chicks rap song, but it's it it almost plays in a context of I'm banging all these chicks so I can like get rid of the the memory of you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, it's there's no even, and it's weird because even like uh. Government official, which is like a flex song. Yeah. Even that, even that song is weird because like maybe there's a loop for like the first 30, 45 minutes, and then the piano loop comes in or whatever the synth loop, and it's all off. Like it's all atonal. It's like there's no like you don't listen to this album. There's no wins on this album. Like even though he's still flexing, like at this point it's like he's making out with two sisters and yada yada yada. There's no like oh this is the life I want to live. It's just darkness. And you know, I, I like Dark Sad Future. I'm, I, I like Petty Dark Sad Future. I think I that's know, one of his best lines. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I yeah. feel bad because they make fun of him on the internet and everything else, and yada yada yada. But I mean, his thing is like you know, like 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 you know, I, I love my boo to death, but you know, I know if anything ever happened, Future's just there with open arms, <laughs> open arms. Yeah, and you know what's so funny though? It's just like everybody kind of makes fun of Drake for being being in his feelings, but like I feel like Future sometimes gets a pass, and maybe because Future's more quote unquote more hood or what whatnot. But I would rather live in like my Drake feelings and my Future feelings any day of the week. Oh yeah, no, Drake is just <laughs> come on. Worst case, in the, you know, even you know you're hiding a child aside. Worst case, the worst case scenario for Drake's sadness is like, oh, damn, you know, my, she ain't she returning my calls. I think we're really broken up. Where Future, Future is, Future is a theme song of like, you know, child support hearings. You know, that's that's what he makes albums for. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, ah, oh, damn, my, my shit is all fucked up. Like, and, and, you know, I can't say it's a good thing. 
you know, overall, as far as real life is concerned, but as far as like a sonic, a sonic palette to play with, he's definitely found these cool corners to kind of just go into, which, like I said, I, I, I it's weird for me because, and I, I like Future. I'm not a huge Future fan, but I like him. And if you look at the songs he's dropped, like my man's dropped, like we at least got to be in the last, let's say the run of Future, let's say in the past, probably since 30 Sprite 2, he's probably dropped like, a buck fifty to two hundred songs or so, and yeah. while I'm not gonna say the quality is consistent, there are definitely some clunker albums along the way. For the most part, most of those songs are above average to to pretty damn solid, and with some great songs. Like he's had a really interesting run recently, so I can only kind of like you know give it up to him. Even though, like I said, it's it's music, it's the music of losers. <laughs> it's it's a great little run he's got. And you can't say that the same for like Migos or Twenty One Savage or you know like like some of these other artists where they're putting out the same quantity of tracks, but you can tell like they're the, the they're the drop in quality. Whereas like Future, I I think it, it's yeah no he he knows exactly who he is and what he thrives on, and I think like he you know he's just like it's almost like autopilot for him in a way uh, where he yeah, knows no. that he's, he's going to put out some quality shit. So yeah, no, it's and like I said, it's something where I haven't gotten sick of it. Like, like don't get me wrong, he has, and again, he's had some clunkers. I can't even say some clunkers, like because even those songs are just all right. Like you know, what I'm saying it's it's there's nothing really where he hasn't had like a you know an accidental racist moment, you know, quote unquote. Like he hasn't had a track where it's like, what are you doing? It's 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 kind of interesting to see him kind of like operate on this high level. So you know, props to him. Props to future. Yep, get, yep, get, yep. get and, a uh, hug. Get, 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 get. <laughs> Go watch some. Somebody get future some Pixar movie tickets, man. <laughs> somebody take him out on the dates. Just be nice to him. Hold his hands. You know, give him a little. You know, future just needs like like a Midwestern like not even a white girl like just like somebody who's like not in the industry, not trying to do shit. Like just like is going to be that stable environment for you. Yeah, like somebody in St. Louis, like a little, 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 yeah. little dash of spunk, but yeah. chilling, you know. Yeah, she's like an accountant there. or something, you know. Yeah, that, that's, you know. that's what Future needs. Yeah, he's had a hard day of trapping. He could come home, you know. They could Netflix and chill. <laughs> get, get better, man. Just, yeah. just get better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, and on that note, on that note, people. <laughs> Go out there for all any. If you see your bro man playing way too much future, give him a hug, guys, yeah. girls. You know, no, just 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 know he's going through some stuff. You know, toxic masculinity right aside, it's real yeah, you know, here. It's real in these streets. You know, I'm saying, you know, he's out there supporting his 18 kids. You know, there's a lot of shit happening. So just give give him that support. Tell him, tell him we're rooting for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as usual, folks, click like, click love, subscribe. Click hate. Give us a comment. Tell us how you feel. And we'll Review. be back next week. Review. Yes. As always, Peace. people. Peace. Peace.